This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. November 21st, 1985. An American civilian analyst who works for the Navy is arrested outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. The charge? Espionage. Jonathan Pollard is accused of selling American intelligence secrets to Israel an American ally. The FBI had followed Pollard to the embassy. They'd been tailing him since he'd been confronted with evidence of his spying a couple of days earlier. He'd agreed to cooperate and possibly implicate others, but when he showed up at the Israeli embassy, he asked for asylum. The Israelis refused, and they ordered him to leave the premises. After Pollard's arrest, the Israelis said they had nothing to do with him and didn't know why he was there. It would be years before they'd admit that Pollard was, in fact, working for them. His handler would later say that he'd arranged for Pollard to leave the country upon getting a signal, but when he got that signal, he didn't leave. Instead, in the handler's words, he wandered around for a few days, and then he came up with his own plan of going to the embassy. The FBI followed him the whole time. Jonathan Pollard grew up in South Bend, Indiana, and studied political science at Stanford, where he was known as a fabulist, making up stories about himself as a Mossad agent and a colonel in the Israeli Defense Forces. He was a Zionist from a young age, later saying he felt a racial obligation to Israel. After college, he failed to get a job with the CIA when he admitted to drug use during a polygraph test, but in 1979, he hired on to the Naval Intelligence Command. Right from the start, there was trouble for Pollard. He'd lied about his qualifications and background, and there were suspicions that he was trying to broker some kind of intelligence arrangement with South Africa on his own. His security clearance was lowered, but he survived it. In 1984, he met Avim Sela, who was on leave from the Israeli Air Force to study at New York University. Pollard told him there was important intelligence that the United States, a staunch ally, was not sharing with Israel, and he offered to get it. Sella was nervous he was being caught in an FBI sting operation, but he agreed, and Pollard began selling him secrets. About a year and a half later, Pollard was caught. His wife Anne was arrested in Miami the day after Jonathan's arrest at the Israeli embassy. Jonathan Pollard eventually pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to deliver national defense information to a foreign government. In exchange, he was spared the death penalty, and Anne was allowed to plead guilty to lesser charges. But in the weeks between their plea and their sentencing, the Pollards struck a defiant tone. They gave interviews, which they'd agreed not to do, and they defended their activities, saying they were only supplying Israel with information it was entitled to, but that the United States was withholding. Jonathan Pollard said he spied out of a sense of duty to Israel, and that while, yeah, he was paid, he didn't do it for the money. Prosecutors, though, had intended to show evidence that he'd tried to broker arms deals with several countries. In March of 1987, Anne Pollard was sentenced to five years in prison. She'd be paroled for health reasons after about three. Robert Pollard got the maximum possible sentence, life in prison beyond even what the prosecutor had recommended. 
The judge said Pollard had violated his plea agreement, and he also considered a classified damage assessment from Secretary of Defense Casper Weinberger. Pollard and his supporters have been fighting that sentence ever since. They argue that the usual sentence for a crime like his is a few years in prison, and that it's outrageous for Pollard to have received a long sentence based on confidential information from the Defense Department, in violation of the right to face your accusers and rebut their evidence. In 1995, Pollard renounced his U.S. citizenship and became a citizen of Israel. And Israel has lobbied hard for the U.S. to allow him to emigrate, as Anne has. Pollard was paroled in November 2015. He and his supporters have fought the harsh terms of that parole, a five-year period in which he can't leave New York, has a 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. curfew, and has to wear a cumbersome tracking device on his wrist. His internet use is monitored closely. These conditions, he argues, make him virtually unemployable. He's still on parole in New York. He's 65 years old. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your center.